0: Well, welcome back to On Point, and I'm David Pack. We have a very special guest here with us uh, uh, to, to chat a little bit more about this thing called healthcare and and home care and what it means. I suppose for uh, well, I'm getting I'm getting a little closer to it, I think, and 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 uh, maybe that's something we can chat about. But Carla Leon is here to chat uh, uh, about this bill and the implications. She's the president and CEO of Just Like Family Home Care. Carla, thanks for joining me on the show tonight.
1: My pleasure. Thanks for having me, David.
0: So Carla, we've you know we've kind of dedicated this hour to to talking healthcare, to talking home care, but kind of specifically for for seniors and 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 what are some of the implications coming out of this bill 7 it's kind of ironic isn't it, that the, the number seven is like supposedly a lucky number it's uh, kind of funny that they've chosen this now now who knows where it's ultimately going to lead us but can you give us a little perspective on that as well I mean our earlier guest helped unpack it a little bit but I'd love to hear some of your thoughts you know doing the work that you do and maybe you can wrap that up too uh, in and give us a little bit about uh, little bit of context about what you do
1: yes no thanks david well aging is an ageism and um everyone's kind of a little bit worried about it i know we all are so the aging journey this is just making it harder elders are seniors they deserve dignity they deserve respect they deserve to be seen they have their legacies and they need to continue to have their choice And so this is a really important thing that we hold at Just Like Family. Uh, When we work with families, it does include the loved ones who are cared and aging in place and need this extra care and support. Um, Understanding what actually the activities of daily life and the real activities of daily life, I like to call real ADLs, uh, the rad Ls. um, (laughs) They're so important. So just because you're older, and maybe you have unmet needs and life is a little bit difficult, more difficult with mobility, um, health concerns, uh, personal care, companionship, all these important things that really make up a quality life. Um, life. They need to be asked. Uh, for us, it, it's more than just should you, what long-term care facility should you be in or where do you actually want to age in place? What does that look like? We think it's important to ask if you like checkers. Or chess or right. you know, you what like that. You don't like either? Yeah, no, or yeah, okay, poker? I don't know. So whatever <laughs> it is. But I think um when we're looking at choice, and I I mean, if I think for my own parents and for myself, like I would want to have that choice. Um, and it's been really interesting. The study from the National Institute of Aging has done a survey showing that individuals over the age of 75, a hundred percent of them. Want to age in place? That's actually their goal. That's their decision in a survey. Um, So these are things that I think that um, what does that look like to have a choice throughout your life and to continue? Yeah, that's
0: a that's kind of a number you can't argue with, really, is it?
1: One hundred percent. I know usually (laughs) they say ninety nine point nine. In this case, one hundred. Whoa.
0: Yeah, yeah. So so this so tell us a little bit about speaking of quality of life because really that's what we're talking about here i mean if you're talking about a finer distinction of chess or checkers which is a wonderful place to be in to be able to say you know what 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 are my needs what are my desires and can i take those with me into my 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 uh my what would you call them my senior years i guess and uh i mean listen i'm uh uh I'm getting closer to it, we all are. We're all getting closer to it every day. These are really important questions to be asking as families, but also as individuals. I'd love to hear some of your insights and wisdom on that too. But what what is it the what, tell us a little bit about what you do and maybe the about the pros and cons of um I don't know, affordable home care because that's kind of the solution that you're offering.
1: No, 100%. So, what is really a challenge I think in society is that we don't talk about aging.
0: Right. So by the
1: time, um, I just like family. When we get phone calls, I would say ninety percent of the people who reach out to us, it's they're in crisis. It's Mm. actually hit that point where they need care tomorrow. They probably needed it six months ago. It just wasn't something that occurred to them. We don't talk about it uh, until it actually hits us and affects us. And what's been really interesting, I think, in my role at this point, with just like family, is I've been talking to my family and my friends about all these conversations. And every single person I speak to is like, oh, that impacted me. Oh, right. When I actually needed home care or actually when my parents got or my aunt got older, I didn't know where to turn. I didn't know where the resources were. So I think when we think about home care and aging in place and the work that we do is it's actually educating people that this is This is a way forward. Out of all the people who are aging in place and have caregivers right now, only 29% have a blended version of both family, friends, so volunteers, and paid. Interesting. Um, No, it's a majority of people actually just rely on their family. Right. As care becomes more complex, obviously, you become more of a caregiver than a daughter, than a son. And so it's really this blended version which is really a unique thing that happens in other parts of the world that we just don't talk about or don't have more information about i
0: think it's so it's so true carla i traveled a couple things here i i've done a fair bit of traveling in the work that i've done as a consultant over the years spent a great deal of time in southeast asia and i remember a dear friend of mine romania I, i hope he doesn't mind me bringing him up it's too late now anyway um he was kind of horrified that in the West i'm going to say, but in Canada, that we would even consider putting our parents you know into I think what he called an institution, right, but that's usually what we we think of it i I look up my street where I live, and I can see that 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 dull gray architecture of a long term care facility it doesn't look all that warm it doesn't look all that inviting, and so that so so this Cambodian man culturally he just couldn't understand that we would do that right because typically families they stay together right but but you're offering i mean what you're offering is a way to do that potentially as well isn't it i mean there's 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 uh there's i mean i think what you've made me realize is there's many different ways to think about this
1: yeah, no, th- there are. And I think it is, um, how do we actually make the resources and, and start having these discussions? So thank you for having this. Of right. even knowing that this is an op- an option because I think the default is we always think about long-term, we always think about nursing homes and that's just the way, but it's actually a very small percentage of the population that that's actually what A, what they'd want and uh, B, what they can afford <laughs> and right. all right. these other pieces to it. But thinking about, well, what happens if it is a blended model? And when we actually come into people's homes, we always say, you can be a daughter again now. You know, Because when you have that blended care, yes, you are gonna still care if you don't have the full-time care, uh, but you do have that moment where you can have that pot of tea. You can have that conversation again, and it doesn't just have to be about personal care, social isolation it's actually, you can be family again.
0: Yeah. Is So what you're basically saying is you can start focusing on things, the things that really matter, not that these other things don't, it's just, that's my role. That's my job. Hmm. Your part in blended care is actually to be a daughter, is to be a family member, is to support in that way. Is that, is that because you're, you're so taxed in one, you can't really give maybe in the other, but that's what a blended model allows you to do.
1: A hundred percent. And so you actually see that caregivers often, when you are the primary caregiver, it actually impacts your health as well.
0: Of course. Yeah. And so
1: people don't think about that. And obviously we have thousands of people that we are helping to age in place and working with even more family members. And we see that that repercussions when we come into a crisis place of the, the, the cracks in the family unit, Mm, mm. um, the, the pain and I think um, the grief, um, the, the anxiety, there's all these other negative emotions that are happening when, pe- when we're called into these situations. But you're right, when you actually are able to have the blended care, you can care for yourself. I, I have seen primary caregivers actually pass away before the people that they're caring for because the stress and the burden of it sure. actually impacted and they weren't ever thinking about themselves.
0: Yeah, no, I, uh, my father had Parkinson's and, uh, and, and it was very taxing on my mom and, you know, without getting, I mean, she would never come on radio and, and do an interview with me, but I, I learned with other caregivers as well that in some cases it, 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 it takes a different kind of tool. It's a different kind of toll. Obviously, you're not dealing with the disease or the, the, the old age, maybe, but there are other things at play. And I would argue largely mental health issues. Is that fair to say, Carla? Or is it just, is it, it's also physically taxing, I suppose.
1: It, it is stress, for sure. and Distress. Yeah, no, but not to, yeah, 100% mental health, emotional well-being, uh, your own isolation of thinking that you're alone in this
0: right right
1: really, because often what we see is that the burden does go on one primary family member
0: um is would you say hmm, challenge is the wrong word would you encourage younger members of families to 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 i don't know do you call a family meeting yeah <laughs> and, and say you know guys we got we got to chat and out come the pads of paper i mean what any any advice there for folks
1: No, a hundred percent. And this is something that we really think is, uh, critical is the conversation. And so really there's five stages of aging that people just have to recognize and know is coming. And, and guess what? Not everyone hits every five stages. Sometimes we skip and jump around, but you know, we always end with the last one. We know what the last one is. Um, but really in aging self-sufficiency is kind of stage one. So you are completely independent, you're mobile. but, you know, you still want to be considering fall prevention and uh, make because one fall and obviously now you get into a different situation. And so self-sufficiency is one piece where you can do all the activities of daily life yourself from, you know, personal care, uh, bathing, uh, food, laundry, garbage, like those things that, you know, we kind of just take for granted. Absolutely. Okay, so next is interdependence. So maybe some of those things become a little bit tough. Um, And so you have a little bit of blended care starts at this point, but you're able to still do a lot. And so as a family, it's just saying, okay, mom, dad, aunt, uncle, uh, grandma, whoever it is, um, you know, just monitoring for that, having that conversation of like, you know, we're such independent people as a society. We're individualists as as opposed to collectivists. And because of that, um, sometimes we think that we don't need the help. But having the conversation of like, you know what, why wouldn't we do that right now and start to actually prepare for when we might need more? So the third yeah. stage is dependence, then crisis managed, which is very complex, and then end of life. And so there are this is this aging journey that there's lots of resources on all of this. And you can actually find it in every municipality typically would have a seniors association that would help with resources there.
0: Yeah. It's, it's gotta be really tough. And maybe we can get into a little bit of that, uh, the pride and the ego as well that comes into play here. Because I mean, I I don't know. I I'm I'd like to think I'm going to be a graceful old guy that ages well with lots of wisdom and insight and 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 things roll off, you know, the 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 water off the duck's back kind of approach. But I'm not. I'm not convinced that's going to be. <laughs> I don't know. You know, I'm not going to want to give up my license too easily. You know, uh, I remember when my father had his license kind of taken away from him. That was a really big moment. And it's a nice, I think we, maybe we can circle back to that, but this, (laughs) this idea of isolation and loneliness and COVID and, and I mean that of course, isolation and loneliness was there before COVID, but that's, it's just exacerbated it. It's just, it's just turned up the volume on some of these issues. How has that changed what you're doing and what you see, um, um, you know, uh, for you in the future?
1: I think the conversations about uh, social isolation and the conversations, and I, I, like I said before, narrative is everything, right? So yeah. conversations about mental health have been so positive on this side of things. So I think people are so aware of it more than before. I, I mean, there's still room for improvement that we actually have quite a few um, seniors and elders who actively reach out for companionship. Mm. So it's really interesting that people think, oh, I have home care and it looks like, you know, full care, maybe bathing and like all the supports, but actually home care can start on going for a walk, attending a wedding so that actually the rest of your family members are, you know, getting to do what they need to do, but you have the support that you need to have. So maybe you could uh, make, be worried about falling or slight mobility issues. Well, it doesn't have to be zero to 100%, right? So companionship is a really big piece. Um, and just having that pot of tea, um, sitting down, um, Going through picture books, especially uh, individuals with uh, suffering from dementia and Alzheimer's. Uh, It's really lovely to go through photo albums together and uh, have walk through memory lane together and and to have those stories told and it's quite a pleasure for some of our seniors to be able to tell those stories again to someone who hasn't heard it before (laughs) so I think the companionship and honoring and respect and dignity in those really important relationships um yeah I think it can be profound so long
0: term I, well, I I couldn't I couldn't agree more profound is a great word for it profound meaningful you know substantive like I mean talk about talk about making a difference right I mean it, we, you you know i mean what a great place for volunteers to consider working as well comes with a lot of challenges i'm sure i'm not really sure where we're at volunteering wise post sort of post covid we're not quite there yet um, carla can you uh, t- uh, unpack a little bit more for me what what exactly might be a blended model because i th- if you know if and i love the phrase age in place by the way and it's taken me a few minutes for it to sink in but it just makes so much sense because uh, Aren't we going to be healthier if we're sitting in our most comfortable chair that we might not be able to take with us, and we know where we keep that uh, teapot, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera? Right. I mean, there's certain you know familiarity. Uh, uh, I mean, it's it's a healthy thing uh, with respect to some, some of the things we do.
1: Oh, uh absolutely. So, what it would look like typically is a, a nice starting point. So, like I said, you don't have to go zero to 100 in terms of home care. In fact, it's actually better if you kind of ease into it. Right, right. Because, makes sense. Um, you get to have that perfect match uh, with your caregiver or caregivers. Um, so, what it typically looks like is a, a small shift or t- maybe twice a, a week, where you would have a couple hours with a designated caregiver. Um, and you might just decide that it's going to be for your doctor's appointments, or maybe it's something special that you like to do that your daughter is just sick of doing <laughs> doesn't have the time to do. You right. have the sandwich generation, right? So finding that perfect match of a caregiver who does that with you is a really good starting point of having giving everyone, you know, their time off and giving everyone their space. So you can start like that. And then, you know, As the relationship grows, as uh, other you're more comfortable with having that type of care, then it can progress into other areas um, and other supports, and allow you to either stay in your own location or wherever you end up being.
0: And Carla, just to be clear, this is uh, would would you call this fully privatized in a sense? Like it's I'm I am paying for this service. I'm not getting subsidized through any programs. This is outside of any social assistance. Is that right?
1: That's right. So um, many home care providers, including nonprofit and for profits are um, out of pocket uh, pay. So it's this additional kind of uh, full service. It usually would start at um, three or four hours um, is what the dedicated time, but it really allows for seeing each other. I Mm. think an important part of this is that uh, seeing the caregivers too. I mean, the caregivers, Givers and the seniors both deserve respect and dignity so coming in and you know helping someone out of bed for a couple minutes and then go like that's one way to do it but having a pot of tea and actually having that relationship of care and I think the continuity of care is language that we use of having the same dedicated caregiver so that you actually don't have surprises that's an important part too so you have that consistency and those like I said before it's profound when the relationship deepens.
0: Yeah, yeah. The so the back back to this isolation and and loneliness, and I know this is not the only thing that's going to affect or impact somebody's um, worldview or or context. Um, or, or but I'm really tapping, I think, on this idea of pride and ego. Wow. You know, oh, I don't want to go. I don't need your help. Never mind blended care model. I don't even need the son or the daughter. Right? I'm I'm good you know, and I haven't fallen by the way, and I still make my own tea. Do you come, do you see that a lot? Is that, is, is, and I wonder that was kind of what I was referring to in my own life. I kind of feel like that might be the kind of guy I'm going to be, but, but maybe not, maybe this today, maybe today, it's a conscious choice to say, no, I'm going to go another way. Right. Choice and responsibility.
1: No. So we, the majority of, uh, the people who contact us are in crisis. Yeah. I talked about so
0: unfortunate.
1: Yeah. And so it would going from zero to a hundred is very difficult because you're not used to it. Yeah. And so having it a little bit, so we see it all the time and I think getting used to it, having that relationship, when you start earlier, you're going to have that better match, right? You're going to have a level um, and it does make the process easier. Um, And also on the home care provider side of things, we don't want to do a bad match. That is not absolutely the last thing we want to do. I mean, we are in this business because we care. You cannot be in this work without genuinely caring for people. And so we want to be that perfect matchmaker. In a crisis time, it's much more difficult for us to do that. Uh, to find the perfect caregiver in 24 hours, very hard. Um, but, I mean, we're going to try. But the big thing is that um, if we can actually have that time really genuinely do that that assessment really know you, see you, hear your story, understand what's important to you to live the life that you want to live as long as possible. That's when you're actually going to have a successful match and have the quality home care that you're looking for.
0: Yeah, no, that's really good advice. I mean, we only have a a few seconds left here just as we wrap. Um, any resources for folks who are, are are at this point now hoping to make uh, maybe thinking about the next decision or maybe calling that family meeting any 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 thoughts
1: Yeah no of course uh, all of our uh, community health managers across the country um, do have resources locally so at just like family.ca you can reach out to them directly also really recommending your seniors associations uh, there's that's many nonprofits there and that's helpful yeah.
0: Yeah, no, that's great, Carla. Thanks so much. I mean, you know, one of my favorite lines uh, when I interview people is, you know, we're just we're barely scratching the surface. But I really think that's so true, you know. And what remains to be seen of Bill Seven. There's there's unanswered questions. There's, you know, um, yeah, there's there we're not sure where where it's heading. But we'll. Uh, thanks for coming on and offering some some insights and uh, some really uh, good little bits of business uh, around. I don't know, what's next for all of us, really. And uh, this idea of blended care and privatized blended care, I think it's a fascinating uh, new model. Uh, we've been chatting with Carla Leon. She's the president and CEO of Just Like Family Home Care. Carla, thanks so much for your time today.
1: Thank you, and thanks for sharing this conversation.
0: You've been listening to On Point. My name is David Peck.